Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of the Fourth Quarter Podcast. I am your host, Michael Torres. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fourth quarter here. I'm so happy to be here with you all. This is the first episode we're we're doing. And so go ahead, follow us on Spotify. Check us out on Apple uh, Podcasts as well. We're here every single Monday. So thank you so much again for everyone who's tuned in. This is the first ever episode. So we're out here making our own version of history and history is history. So we'll take that. Um, again, my name is Michael Torres. I did the host for the Michael and Hoops podcast, which if you guys were in that or knew about it and listened to it, shout out to you guys. Um, I wanted to make a change though. So here we are with the fourth quarter podcast. The reason I, I decided to start over was just because I wanted to start fresh, brand new, um, change the name uh, to the fourth quarter podcast, change the logo and shout out to La Luna Studios who was able to make that logo for Michael and Hoops. It was dope. It was awesome. So go ahead, check her out on Instagram, La Luna Studios. And she's she's the best. So go ahead and take a look at all of her designs. Take a look at the clothing that she makes. So if you ever need anything, though, hit her up. So, man, I'm, I'm just so happy to be here, you guys. This is an episode that this is a show that I decided to create on my own. Once again, um, start brand new, give it a whole different meaning and bring some basketball news to you guys, some basketball hot takes, some what if kind of things, some who I think is better, which team. I, I, I'm just so excited, man. That's really all there. That's the only way I can go ahead and put it. Um, and sorry, I just hit like the headphones. Um, but yeah, you know, um, the fourth quarter, I changed the name because I wanted it to be more something than just a podcast. And so I thought, hey, like, what could I think? What's a mindset you could have? And the fourth quarter mindset is what we're going to have here. Because when your back's against the wall, if you're losing, if you're winning, you got to stay out. You got to stay winning or you got to start winning. doesn't matter. Back's against the wall. This is not just a podcast. It's a mindset. The fourth quarter mindset. Always got to have that mindset. Got to get that locked in on your head. So to kind of introduce me, though, a little bit more, um, my name is Michael Torres. I live in uh, Orem, Utah, grew up in Eagle Mountain. Um, I'm 21 years old, and I study public relations at UVU, Utah Valley University, uh, with a minor in digital media. Uh, just trying to get to know what it's like to be in the sports media world. So I decided to get started here on my own as well. And I'm so happy to be here. One thing that got me into basketball to get started was playing NBA Jam with my siblings growing up. Uh, my older brother was older, obviously, at that time. And we would play NBA Jam, I believe it was 04, on the old Xbox. And he would just whoop me with the Lakers. And I'd be some team like with an animal name, whether that was the Bucks, the Grizzlies. Those are like the few that I could remember. And he'd be beating me by like 80 points with Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, whoever else he was playing with, whether that's D Fish, Gary Payton, Carl Malone. And uh, I used to be like, man, this team's so good. Like they're beating me by like a thousand points. And uh, I'd see Shaquille O'Neal catching, getting, what is it called? half flames on him he'd be on fire dunking it my team would like fall back and i like to me that was basketball growing up i was like what in the world this stuff is legit this stuff is cool and if he's beating me and this team is so good i want to be on this team so i became a lakers fan because of that um obviously 
so it was an 04 game, but we would be playing it in like 07, 08, all of that. So Kobe Bryant, Shaq wasn't on the team. So Kobe Bryant was this guy right here, my favorite player of all time. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to my older brother, Nick, for, for <laughs> bringing me into the basketball world by whooping me on NBA Jam on the old Xbox. So kind of to give you guys a brief rundown as well of how this podcast is going to work again. I'm, I'm someone that likes to keep things unbiased. I'm not a biased person. Uh, for those of you who know me, I'll talk the Lakers up when I think that they're up. I'll talk the Lakers down when things aren't going their way. That's just how it is. That's one thing that bothers me in the sports world. Um, you see people being super biased. Um, for example, Stephen A. Smith, always against the Cowboys, no matter what, no matter whether he thinks he's actually right or whether he thinks he's wrong. Skip Bayless, the opposite. He'll pick the Cowboys in every scenario. So I, I'm not about that. I'm not about that biased stuff. I like to keep things um, 100%, keep it a buck, and as well as bring bring light to things that are never shined upon. I don't think anyone's really talking about like an upcoming team because – the media just talks about certain teams, certain players for popularity, views, whatever it is. We're not like that. We want to keep things real, and uh, that's just what it is in this podcast. I also do have fun coming up with some things. Like I last year, um, me and somebody else did a top seventy-five draft, um, which was very fun. We all, I also did during March Madness my own bracket with the best teams of all time. Went to the computer, looked up the top 64 teams of all time, and was able to, to make like a little March Madness bracket. So I like to bring some like what if scenarios, some cold and hot takes, you know, uh, just because I, I, it really bothers me seeing the sports media people say something stupid just to get attention. Like that bothers me. No, you won't be catching anything like that. Um, like I said, we're going to keep it a buck and uh, we're going to keep things real. So uh, for today's podcast, I wanted to take a look into some questions that I just, uh, we're, we're going to start think we're going to start things slow. So I just want to kind of get into some questions um, that I wanted to answer that I thought were very interesting. So question number one, in you, your opinion, who is the most underrated player in the current NBA season? That's a great question. Um, I think there's multiple players out there that you could easily make a statement for. Um, just because the NBA has gotten so big, there's so many more, like, there's so much more potential and there are so many key players on teams that I think don't get a lot of love or anything like that. Derek White, number one. He's not he's not the one I'd say is most underrated, but Derek White is a key player. Doesn't really get talked about much about Drew Holiday, I also would agree. So those two guys on the Celtics. I think Alex Caruso is really good. I think Austin Reeves as well. Colin Sexton on the Utah Jazz. Um Max Struess, Cleveland Cavaliers. There's a lot of underrated players, but to me, the most underrated player who gets a lot of criticism all the time has got to be Paul George. So I'm pulling up his numbers right here really quick. So Paul George in his season, in this season, is averaging, what is it? 23 points on five rebounds and four assists. He doesn't get talked about, though, because you never see him, <laughs> really. The media doesn't give that guy any love. Uh, I think the Clippers aren't as good without Paul George. Um, you could take out Russell Westbrook. They could still probably be the same. You could take out James Harden. They'll still be the same. You could even probably take out Kawhi Leonard. And 
Now, you know, I'm not even going to say that. Sorry. I'm just, I, I just said that was stupid right there. No, I can't even say that. I was just naming random players, but no, Kawhi Leonard is definitely a must in the Clippers. But I think that the two key players you could have on the Clippers team is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But however, Paul George is someone who has got really good defense. He's got really good three point shot. He's got, he's really good at finishing. He's got, um, a nice step back. I would say he's got one of my favorite step backs of all time. And, uh, you look at his time with the Clippers, he's averaged, since joining the LA Clippers, he's averaged 21 points, 23, 24, 23, and 23 again this season, so, so far. Um, but he doesn't get talked about. He he rarely makes All-Star. I actually don't even think he's made All-Star as a Clipper. But as someone who gets who's only talked about because of his playoff performances that aren't that good, whether he's pandemic P, playoff P, whatever it is. But when he's good, no one talks about him. Within the last um, few games, he scored 37, 16, 38, 17, 21, 17, and 18. Um, the last game against the Pistons, who's someone who is reliable on your team. So I think that there are some teams that need a third guy who doesn't have a big ego. And I would make a trade for Paul George. If I'm the Los Angeles Lakers personally, I think a guy like Paul George could save our season. Um, you'd have to just make a couple of moves with picks, whatever. But I think Paul George is an underrated basketball player just because of the way he plays, his ability to score, his ability to defend like a one through three or even four. Um, perimeter defense is super, super good. Another guy I'd say though, I think is underrated is DeMontis Sabonis. I'm getting his numbers up here really quick. So DeMontis Sabonis in this season is averaging 19 points with 13 rebounds and 8 assists. Someone who is 6 foot 10, who is a Lithuanian superstar in the NBA, who was, in my opinion, well, no, I actually don't even think he was robbed, but who can make an all-star team, but because there's so much talent within the Western Conference doesn't, and therefore he doesn't get the light on him. A lot of people I've, I saw said that, He's like a washed version of Nikola Jokic. I would. A lot of people have also said that he is not as good as Alperin Sengun. I will take that back. Although I love Sengun, I love Nikola Jokic. Um, Demontis Sabonis is someone you can stretch the floor with. Somebody who is also capable of playing really good defense, um, getting rebounds, and just also shooting the ball. Like I said, just stretching up the floor. Sorry, I scratch my nose. Um, so yeah, he can stretch the floor really good and brings a lot of body to the NBA game in whatever game he's on. He's a big reason the Sacramento Kings are a top five team in the NBA or in the West. My apologies. Sorry. I, I get, I get so excited. I just start talking. Um, I got to slow down a little bit, but somebody who is the reason that the Sacramento Kings team turned around because of the trade of Tyrese Halliburton, which both teams, I think won. Um, he's really good, and he's they're at twenty nine nineteen right now. Um, didn't make all star, isn't really necessarily talked about too much because when you talk about the Kings, it's like De'Aaron Fox um, mainly. But uh, those are the two guys I'd say are definitely the most underrated players in the NBA this season. Um, next question: Do you believe load management is a necessary strategy for players' long term health, or does it ne have negative implication for the game? I think load management is stupid. You know, and I, I like to think of no, no load management as like a nine to five. It's not, you know, I understand these players are putting in a lot of effort um, unless there is like an injury that is bugging you. But if you go and 
are in a back-to-back night and you're healthy, you're just a little tired, and you decide not to play because you want to rest because you got a bigger game next week, no, I think it's stupid and it's a selfish you know, thing because there are people in this world who pay lots of money to go and see their favorite player play. But when they pay for a courtside seat, um, maybe not in courtside, you know, to go and see their player, they come out in street clothes. I think it's really stupid and just unfortunate for the fans. Um, I saw that they made that new rule of you have to at least play 65 games. Uh, to be getting like awards and like the all-star and all of that. I, I respect it, you know, and I appreciate like Adam Silver for making that rule and that new adjustment because the Lakers load management so much. The Clippers load manage a lot. Those are two theme, two teams that come up in mind, but it's because their players are tired. And I understand like, yes, you want to keep them a hundred percent. You want to have them injury free, but if they're not injured, what? Why are you gonna sit them out? Like every game is a risk of any injury. Um, you don't wish an injury on any player, but I think it's just very sad because go in like get the competitive spirit. Like if you're a little hurt, like like I said, you sit out. But if you're like just tired, but like your team needs a win, you need a momentum shifter. Go out there and win. The only time I accept load management really is if, again, if you're if you're recovering from injury, you don't want to risk anything, um, and if you're locked in the playoffs. Other than that, and you're okay with your seating. Other than that, I think it's just really stupid and just a very unfortunate um, for the fans. And yeah, so really, that's it. Next question: What is your take on the rise of international players in the NBA and its influence on the league's global popularity? I love it. I think it's so cool because growing up in the NBA there, like for me, there weren't very like that many superstars international. There was Gilbert arenas and Manu Ginobili. Um, Tim Duncan is also, uh, I can't remember where he's from, but he's like also a little international, but they, these guys or Tim Duncan wasn't coming from an international club. Neither was Gilbert arenas, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Really the main guys that came up from an international com- country to, to play in the NBA. Dirk Nowitzki as well. Um, but really, that's it. This NBA's day and age, I love seeing the Antetokounmpo brothers play basketball, especially Giannis um, being drafted from Greece. Luka Doncic, uh, Sabonis, Nikola Jokic. Um, and Beatty's from Kansas, but he's um, from Africa. I can't remember what country specifically, but it's so cool to see these these guys. Alperin Sangoon, um, it's so cool to see these guys come from different backgrounds. That is not AAU in the United States, playing for Duke, North Carolina, the big colleges here. But it's it's really, really awesome to see this shift because it's going to make FIBA a lot more competitive. It's going to make the World, not the World Cup, the Olympics a lot more competitive and so I think it's super exciting to see a different brand of basketball as well. Um, a lot of European athletes, I feel like, are selfless. Um, Sabonis, Jokic, Sangoon, all these guys, they're just throwing no-look passes at seven feet tall when the United States, I feel like, has more seven feet tall people who are good at blocking shots. 
um, dunking the ball. Rudy Gobert, shout out to Rudy Gobert as well, another good um, international player. Victor Wembanyama, superstar in the in the making. So I think it's been really cool because we're also able to see the love outside of the United States for the NBA in these certain countries. I do want to see some more Latin America, South America people pulling up, though. You know, vamonos. Um, the next question. Are there any specific matchups or potential playoff scenarios you're looking for? For this season, absolutely. I think for this season, I would love to see the Clippers and Lakers because although I know the Clippers are a better team, the Lakers wouldn't go down on a fight in a fight versus the Clippers because and I know the Clippers have won a way like have beaten the Lakers so many times within the last few years, but the Clippers haven't won a championship. The Lakers have won championships, and that's where that rivalry comes from. So I think it'd be really cool to see a Clippers-Lakers matchup. I think it'd be cool to see the Kings-Warriors kind of a matchup from last year um, if the Warriors can get their act together because Steph Curry scored 60 yesterday and the team still manages to lose. You got to trade everybody, man. Not everybody, but you got to trade, make some trades. You got to get a, a coach that's a fit for that, in my opinion. Um, I also want to see Nuggets versus Timberwolves if that were to be a Western Conference Finals matchup because it's the reigning champs against a team that has gotten so much better in uh, the last year because of the rise of Anthony Edwards, because of the defense Rudy Gobert has been able to produce, because of Carl Anthony Towns being able to knock the ball down um, on any shot and play the, a stretch five. So in the Western Conference, these are some key matchups I would love to see for the NBA playoffs. Eastern Conference, I think it'd be fun to see the Celtics and Sixers because those are very fun teams to see. Uh, One of the biggest reasons of the Celtics' success is having a center in Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Um, And obviously Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, Holiday. I love those guys. Those guys are all real hoopers. But I think it'd be fun to see Philadelphia, Joel Embiid go up against Porzingis, kind of show... Like, I think if you put a better, like any big man that's better than Porzingis, he's not going to do much. So I think a Joel Embiid on Chris Stapp's Porzingis would be very interesting. Tobias Harris, pretty good defense. Um, Tyrese Maxey's been playing very, very good ball this year. He scored 50 not too long ago. Um, So I think it'd be a fun Sixers, Celtics, like seven game series. Miami, New York, I also think so. Because those are teams that are like really good. Miami, not necessarily like, this year, but like they they tend to make their way through the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think like a Jalen Brownson versus Jimmy Butler would be very fun to see um, in Miami, in New York. I think that would be a very fun matchup. Uh, next question. Let's take a look and see. So the next question, are there... Oh, we already did that one. Which rookie do you think has made the biggest impact so far this season? There's only two that come to my mind. Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren. The Oklahoma City Thunder last year didn't make the playoffs. And now this year are, I believe it's, they're top three in the West. They're, they're Oh, they're number one. They're 34 and 15 and winning seven out of their last 10. Tells you how much everything shifts. Obviously, Shai Gilgis-Alexander is playing the best basketball he's played all in his career. Josh Giddey's a good ball player. Um, Jalen Williams is a nice pickup that they got. Um... And they found their missing piece in Chet Holmgren, who has been able to average... Let me see what those numbers are. 
17 points per game on seven rebounds and three assists. And so you found your key piece to help you make a push in the playoffs. And it's very exciting to think about this Thunder team making the playoffs because we haven't seen them compete against any team in a seven-game series with the Shy Gilgis Alexander era. And so I think this guy has been able to make an impact for this team very, very easily. However, like league-wide, it's got to be Victor Wembanyama. And you could even say these two because a lot of guys gave them these give these centers criticism because they're not built like Shaquille O'Neal or David Robinson or they're not big like Wilt, Bill, whoever it is. But we're going to see a big change in this league, a big impact. That is, we're going to see a lot smaller, like skinnier centers who are going to be around seven feet tall who are going to be able to shoot the ball, be able to dribble the ball, be able to pass, defend very well. And so that's the biggest impact, I think, league-wide. And it's something that the both of them are doing. Um, and then Wembenyama, his team impact hasn't been good because his team is also is, is poverty right now. They've only won 10 games so far this year. Um, and then Victor Wembenyama... He, uh, let's see here, his stats. So he's averaging about 20 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists. He's someone who, again, I think is going to be a Hall of Famer. There's, like, I don't say that normally about rookies, but he already beat Rudy Gobert's most, like, blocks that Rudy Gobert had in the 2018 NBA season where he won Defensive Player of the Year. And it's, we're not even, like, we're barely scratching half, like, half of the season like the all-star the all-star hasn't even happened all-star game hasn't even happened and so it's going to be very interesting to see what what goes down what happens and how this league is going to shift towards skinnier big men and so i think both of these guys are paving the way for their teams and for the league in general um, mainly paving their way because these teams are going to start to pick up and be good. I do think the Spurs got to build up a little more in the draft. They got Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell as well as Wembenyama, but everyone else, they got to go. I think you got players like Doug McDermott, who is old. I think you got to start just trading for draft picks the same way um, the Oklahoma City Thunder did, which is the reason why they have Giddy, why they have Gilgis. Well, they didn't draft Gilgis, but... They have Gilgis Alexander, but they got plenty of drafts to come up. They got Holmgren. They got Williams. So that's one thing I want to see more of is just like teams that have been built together be able to go head to head like the Bucks, like the Nuggets have, like the um, Suns have in some way, but they blew that away because now they have Beal and Durant that they got from free agency. But that's really one thing I, I kind of want to see more in the NBA as well is just teams be able to build through the draft. The Lakers were on their way into doing that and then traded for Anthony Davis, which was good and has been good. But like it would have been really cool as a Lakers fan seeing like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Larry Nance, Clarkson, D'Lo. Well, no, we traded for uh, Ball when we traded D'Lo away before we got Lonzo Ball. But like. It would be very fun to see that team like make playoff runs, but I am very grateful for that 2020 championship. Um, that's really all that I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's, we're going to have a lot like this, and I'm going to be better with podcasting. I know I say um a lot, and I have a lot of filler words, but you know this is just the first episode. This is just a little preview of what we're going to have all year long. And uh, I almost did it again. Switch it to and. But and... Uh, 
I'm so excited again. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Michael Torres. Go ahead and check us out on the on our Instagram. It's the T4Q Pod, and there we go. I I keep messing up. I'm gonna be better at this, you guys. But thank you again for tuning in. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, and again, live life like it's the fourth quarter. It's not a podcast. It's a mentality. So I'll catch you all later. And till next time. Thank you.